Before we get into the podcast, I want to share an exciting opportunity for you and your leadership team. Lifeway Leadership is hosting Pipeline West in Orange County, California on February 22nd. You will learn practical tools and tips about developing leaders from Kerry Newhoff, Albert Tate, Tom Rayner, Eric Geiger, and more. We are also offering coaching, which has limited seating on February 23, that provides pipeline implementation for you and your team. So join us at Pipeline West. Register now at myleadershippipeline.com and take advantage of our early bird rates. Once again, that's myleadershippipeline.com. Now enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. I'm your host, Todd Adkins, and I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And a very, very special person indeed, making her podcast debut. Debut. Dun 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 You all really need to work on incorporating some sound effects that are not just you. You know what? We probably should. Okay, so that voice that you hear is Kaylee Black, who has, I think you're the now the senior member of my team. I am the senior member of your team. Everybody else. That sounds really important. I mean, we can officially say that I have spent more time on your team than any other team here at Lifeway in a decade of service. There you go. So that makes um, you sound really old, Kelly. It does make me sound really (laughs) old and ancient. I just got, yeah, I I just uh, picked her up early on. So uh, Kaylee is actually the person that's responsible for um, making order and sense out of everything we do. Um, That's really difficult to come by if anybody knows the uh, two of you very well. That's true. So um, what she does actually is put together the content pieces for Ministry Grid and Lifeway Leadership, uh, both. But the the And new churches. Don't forget about new churches. I'm so sorry, Daniel. (laughs) Um, But the big thing to understand is when you're walking through training on Ministry Grid, it's not just it's, it's not just a, a video enhanced um, thing. It with is some random questions. With some random questions. Yeah. It is extremely well thought out. I mean, you'd worked on Beth stuff, Beth Moore stuff. You've worked on a bunch of different things. I have. Um, so the way that we construct questions is designed to lead you to a point of discovery and also uh, implementation in your life, like all, all of those things. So we don't just blow smoke. When we put together ministry grid training, we do it in a very specific way. And Kaylee is the brains behind making that happen. So we're not here to talk about ministry grid today. We're here to talk about maternity leave. Mm. Mm. I'm not going on maternity leave. I know. I'm just, we're just going to go ahead and clear that up right now. We're talking about post experience. Post experience. So you've probably heard me talk about a couple of different times um, in, in part learning uh, through having multiple people go on maternity. Uh, At one point in time, I had seven people uh, when uh, there was a staffing situation around 43, seven of those went out on maternity at the same time. American maternity leave. American maternity leave. Because Canadian maternity leave is like at least a year. You could get two years now. Two Two years? Yeah, you could get two years now. It's crazy. (laughs) So that's another thing. I'd still be out if that was the case. (laughs) That's true. And you have to keep their job. The whole nine. Yeah. Like the same job. Well, I mean, same level. Okay. We do have people from 
all over. I mean, I just literally was talking to David Apple downstairs and he was like, I was at a church in Hong Kong this week and they're stoked about grid. They're stoked. They listen to your podcast. And that's awesome. So, Hey, this morning in Japan, we got a plus member for new churches. Yeah. There's a planter in Japan that decided to. So what I'm saying here (laughs) is as we're covering this topic, we're covering it from a, an American perspective. However, uh, and so we're not going to address legal issues or anything like that. Um, but we are going to talk about maternity leave and how best to prepare, um, how to set up your team, establish boundaries, prepare for return, like the whole nine. So mm-hmm. without further ado, let's get started. Daniel, why don't you get us kicked off? All right, Kaylee. So how did you prepare yourself for leave? Okay, well, Todd said we're not going to talk about legal things. And I would say we can't speak from that because every state is going to have different laws and every company is going to have different policies. But the first thing I did was educate myself. Like, what were my options? What did I need to be aware of? So I actually met with our human resources team, gave me a little bit of insight into that process. And so we are based out of Tennessee, as many of you know. So our state has a little bit different policy than what it is nationwide. So I was actually out of the office for a full four months, um, which really kind of hit me after the fact um, leading up to coming back was that I was out of that basically I was out of the office for a full calendar year which is kind of daunting and overwhelming after you've been gone and missing in action for a while but mm-hmm. the first thing I did was just made myself aware of those policies and procedures to see um, what my options were did you hear that oh that is Tom Rainer oh. outside on, <laughs> on his scooter, scooter. I, I'm seeing him go right by the window boom vroom <laughs> vroom I thought you all said this new area was supposed to be sound Proof. It's soundproof on it's this wall, not that on wall. That wall, not on that wall. We're still moving into our new digs. I, I heard a, I heard a big dunk. Operator <laughs> hit the wall. <laughs> um, also around the door. I don't think it's a soundproof door. But let's continue. Okay. So, so, so the big thing is, I, I think for people listening to understand, I mean, you know. Uh, for a lot of us, it's not that we're going on maternity leave. It's we're having someone on our team go on maternity leave. And so just like that person has to educate them, uh, I would say educate themselves. I would say we have to educate ourselves as leaders to, to be able to say, to be able to understand what's coming down the pike. A lot of people listening to this podcast who are having someone go on maternity on their team, they, they don't they don't have an HR department. I mean, they don't have someone to walk them through. So they need to go ahead and and check in with their state. I would also say this, your local chamber of commerce, I've talked about it before. If you are a church uh, and don't have access to something like an HR department, things like that, your local chamber of commerce is a wealth of information. You should probably join it because uh, they're going to have some of this stuff as, as well. Yeah. So four months giving you some context and that's super important for the rest of our conversation here. But when you, when you were preparing yourself, yeah, you talked to the HR department. Uh, I mean, what else did you do just personally? And then, and then we're going to talk about how you set our team up for success, which you really did. I mean, I love the Google drive the and I'm black. Yes. We reference that many a times, but, but you know, let's focus on you for a little bit. How else did you prepare yourself for? Like- well, another big thing personally for my husband and me was finding childcare, um, which I know a lot of people struggle with, um, especially infant care. It's very difficult to come by. I've heard people talk about two-year wait list. And I'm like, how can there be a two-year wow. wait list for infant care by the time that list comes around? Your infant is now a toddler. Uh, right. So just start that search early. Some some churches offer on-site child care. Um, if you are 
on staff at a church. My husband is on staff at a church. And unfortunately, our church is not one of those that offers on-site care. But there are many out there that do. So just be aware of your options and start the search for that. Um, I think for me, both personally and starting to drip into the professional side of things was just being aware of what do I do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and making sure that I knew what I was aware of. I was aware of everything so that I could pass that along to someone else along the way. And so that's really where we talk about the book of black. And that came in was really, it was a checklist manifesto of everything that I do, making sure that all the steps, all of the, you know, where are the important documents that I use on a regular basis? Where are the important we use a lot of internal network drives. Where are those, where are files located? And making sure that someone was aware of that and knew where to find to be able to access those things in my absence. And so... How far ahead did you start writing all that down and preparing... So I calendar wise, I left in April and I think I started doing that really beginning of that calendar year. So January, it was, you know, there was kind of an, oh, hey, I'm going to come back after Christmas and I'm only going to have realistically four to four and a half months left in the office. And so really, and it, it wasn't something that I just sat down and did all at once. It was as I was going through things, routines and task lists that I do on an ongoing basis. Oh, hey, I haven't written this down yet. I should probably do that right now. Mm. Um, so that I know what's going on, I can pass successfully pass it on to someone else and not just let it sit and wait for four months until I get back and have many things pile up in the meantime. So um, a couple things really quickly. One would be like we didn't have a preschool uh, program, an Invicare program at our church until we had so many people on staff that we're requesting it. So, you know, a lot of churches will already have a preschool that, you know, uses their facility or at least is their facility. And that's great. You can sometimes uh, work a deal there. But we ended up doing that because we had so many people who we wanted to minister to their family. We wanted uh, them to be able to feel good about continuing to, um, to work. And, you know, there's a lot of so many. Uh, I will say this, too. I had instances where I had people tell me I'm definitely coming back uh, and they didn't come back. And I had people that said, I'm not coming back. And three months after they had a baby, they're like, I want to come back now. I want to come back. And so, you know, those are our conversations that you need to have and just be prepared that you don't know until you know um, in that situation. I uh, was I one of those who told you I'm coming back. And you did. And I did come back. That's right. But over that four month time frame. I think there were several, you know, weeks that I would get text messages from different people on the team. So are you really coming back? Right. Or, you know, did you change your mind? Not for me. Yeah, not for me either. (laughs) (laughs) I think those individuals are off our team right now. They are. They shall remain nameless at this moment. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would also say the other thing I was going to draw out is the same situation um, or the same scenario may not You may not be walking through the same scenario, but this idea of creating a a book of black or a a book that uh, a binder that is basically documenting all the systems, processes and how they're done is very important. Not just if you're leaving on maternity leave, um, because you may have a parent that is ill or getting ill. You can tell that, man, sometime in the next year, I'm going to have to go. You know, I'm going to have to be out for a month um, or two as my 
parent or loved one is is dying. Or it may be I'm not I'm not having the baby, but my wife is, and I know I'm going to be out for a couple of weeks. I mean, there's so many situations where this could take effect and be a really useful tool. Well, for sure. Our team has talked about succession a lot in the past few months. And this is, this is a case of succession. It's not, I'm not leaving permanently, but I'm going to be out for a temporary time. And there are several, as Todd mentioned, there are several situations that initiate something like that. Medical leave, having a baby, caring for an ailing parent. You, there are several things that you could be out for just a you know few months. It could even be just a few weeks, but having those checklists already in place um, helps to create a more seamless transition during that time. For sure. And with one of the things that we do with LifeWay leadership. It's our coaching for Pipeline. And to date, we've brought over 2000 church leaders and pastors through our process. And one of the things that we do is we move people from being doers to equippers. And honestly, for everyone, I mean, I'd encourage you to do this by yourself and also have your entire team do this as well, where you're writing out how you do what you do. And the more you do that, that's actually going to help you move from being a doer to being an equipper. It's impossible to give it away. Way. Mm-hmm. You can't give your ministry away if it all relies on you and it's all in your head. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to question two. How did you set up your team for success in your absence? So we've, we've got the book of black. How else did you set them up? So I think um, a couple of things. Number one was taking that book of black and then establishing who was going to oversee. Who was going to hold the keys? Who was going to, to yes, who was going to hold the keys <laughs> to each thing? And so that was really was meeting with different individuals on our team. And, you know, this person's going to cover these certain things. This person's going to be the point of contact for something else. Oh, so you um, actually had conversations and said, hey, you are going to own this. You're going to own this. Yes. So okay. everyone had access. You know, we, you know, I'd encourage you to use Dropbox. You know, we as a team just use Google Drive, but that's where I housed everything. And everyone on our team had full access, full reign to all of that information. But it was follow up meetings with specific people to say, OK, hey, you're going to oversee this portion of what mm. I do. Um, I'm going to walk you through it right now. These are the steps. This is how I normally execute things. What are your questions? What are the things that I can answer for you today before I'm gone? And so really it was, and that was part of the process of bringing people in, you know, starting four months before I was out was, Hey, I'm walking through this today. Do you want to join me? So you can see how I, how I do this Mm -hmm. so that when I'm gone, you, you know, you kind of have have at least somewhat of a feeling, um, everybody's different. I did not go in with an expectation that anyone execute things 100% the way that I did. Yes, here's a checklist. Here are the steps that I normally use. But if you find a way that can help me do this more efficiently, that's great. Uh, If you can find some way to speed up this process, I'm all for that. I I did not have a false expectation that everyone was going to do everything 100% the Kaylee Black way. Yeah, I appreciate that you actually met with individual. It wasn't just a, Hey, this is yours. You're going to do this. You have access to the files, but you actually met with them and walked. She didn't dump you. you, Yeah. You just sat because honestly, how many times have you been assigned a document or you receive something and you just, I mean, I don't need to do it right now. I don't need to look at it. But by the time they need to look at it, you're not there. (laughs) Now my goal with each of those checklists was, Hey, if, if somebody needs to print this off and Hey, this is yours, you do it great. You have everything in your hand that you need, but setting up those conversations and those meetings early on allowed the opportunity to, for, for feedback and for dialogue and yeah. to, to 
effectively hand off from one person to another. Um, and so uh, I'd say a side note to that is obviously there were tasks and things that I delegated to our team members, but there are people that I work with both internally and externally on an ongoing basis. And so just making sure that they were aware of, hey, you know, come sometime April, I'm going to be out and I'm going to be out for about four months. This is, this is your point of contact from the, you know, during that interstitial period. And so mm -hmm. making sure that they were aware of that, making those introductions and those connections early on. Oh, good. Just, instead of just the email. Yes. Instead of, Oh, Hey, the, the I'm getting out of office message now. And I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to yeah, about that's this. That's good. That's good. So then, uh, so you prepared yourself for leave. You then, you know, you had that, the book of black and then you communicated with your team members, both internally and then those you were working with externally, but then you were gone, right? April came, you were gone. How do you establish boundaries for your time away? Well, I think I, I was very clear with you all early on. Yes. Todd says, yes, I'm going away and I'm checking out. Um, my husband literally made me take my work email off of my phone during that time. Um, did you block our phone numbers? I didn't block your phone numbers, but did I you mute our text. I did have, I did have do not disturb on our group text message, which really <laughs> during that time frame, I don't know that much work related actually came through. You almost have started a different string in which those messages. Yeah. We tried to respect. Yeah. We so try, well, tried to. so now, but as far as like the goofy, Hey, we include you on fun things. We just want to keep you in the loop. I was and still, gifts. I was still in on those for sure. Oh yeah. The gifts. So, but because it was on do not disturb, all of a sudden I'd pick up my phone and I'd have 20 unread messages. And I'm like, oh, the guys must be sending gifts about something again. And so that's right. really how I knew it was coming through. Trying to one up each other. Yes. Um, but everybody's different. Um, this was my first child. So I wanted to be very clear from the beginning that, hey, this is the only time that I will be able to live this phase of my child's life. And so that's where I was very clear in setting the boundaries that, hey, I'm going to be out. This is why I'm set, trying to set you all up for success in my absence. And this is why I'm making all these points of contact early on is because I didn't want to have that interruption. Now, everybody's different. Some people I know, uh, friends of mine in this building, in fact, they'll check email on a regular basis still. They'll respond to emails while they're out. Um, I don't know that I ever had that urge or that desire, um, during that, during that season of four months. Um, but did you ever like, you know, it's the middle of the night and you're like, Oh, what about that? Oh, have you, did you ever have those kind of moments and you, you just wrote it down or you're just, you just kind of like, whatever, it's not. Honestly, I didn't think about work until about two weeks before I returned. Okay. Um, and then that's when it really hit. Oh my goodness. At the time, our team was gearing up for our first ever Lifeway Leadership event. So our first pipeline was going to occur about six weeks after I came back from leave. And that's when it really, the, the, the weight and the pressure started to, I'm like, wait a second, I'm coming back. I've been out for four months. I'm, I'm sure things have been handled well in my absence, but I really have no idea what I'm walking into um, in about two weeks. And so that's when, you know, maybe a little bit of the sleepless night syndrome that wasn't already happening started to happen. It was like, Hey, I've, I've got to walk back into this and I've got to be at the top of my game. So how many times do we call you when you're out? I received, it wasn't a phone call. It was one text message that was work related, specifically work related. Oh, that's impressive. So yeah, it's, impre it's impressive for two reasons. One, I don't want you to say, Oh, I want you to understand, you know, you did, you, Kaylee did a great job in prepping your team. And then two, creating clear boundaries and that three, our team, you know, respected those boundaries. And it was really only in a, like a very, very important situation 
which if Kevin had checked, the answer was in the book of black. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. This will be a test to see if he still pays attention and listens to the podcast. Well, he ought to. He should. He's an XP now. He is. All right. uh, Let's move on to four. Question four. How did you prepare to return? You kind of... Uh, you kind of touched on that. So yeah. it sounds like not sleeping. Is uh, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> as much not sleeping as you're already doing, not doing with an infant. Mm. Um, but I think from a personal standpoint, it was just soaking up those last few days at home where I didn't have, I didn't have to set a physical alarm, you know, the little human alarm clock that slept down the hall was, was still uh, readily available, but setting an alarm. Um, everybody's different. I chose just to go in cold Turkey. Like some people, some friends of mine I've known, you know, started their kids in daycare a week early so they could start a schedule and a routine mm-hmm. and get kind of get into what's it going to look like to get up at this time, you know, drive a kid to daycare. And, um, we chose not to go that route. We chose mm-hmm. just to say, okay, the day I go back is the day that she's going to daycare for the first time. And the day that we're going to try out our new schedule and routine, and we're just going to kind of wing it until we see, see what works and what doesn't. Um, so personally it was just soaking up those last few days at home. We actually went to the beach for a few days. So that was pretty nice and relaxing before coming back. Um, but I, I didn't open email until the morning that I returned. Um, I did have, how many you emails know, did you have? I can't remember the specific <laughs> number, but I had a dream the night before that I had 2,079 emails. I know it's a very specific <laughs> number, but that's, that's what I walked yeah. into. So, um, email. it did, it did take me the first full day of coming back to filter through emails. And thankfully, you know, even if they were work related, most of them had received the response that they needed while I was was out. And so it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a thing that I had to sit and, oh my goodness, I need to answer all these things and I need to answer mm-hmm. them right now. So, um, I mean, that's interesting because one of my friends, when he goes away and comes back, he literally just does select all and deletes it. Everything? <laughs> he, doesn't work, he doesn't work at like, yeah. And he's like, if it's important, they'll email back. So strategy wise, how did you actually filter? Did you go from that? oldest? I know it's, it's what? just, <laughs> Okay, so Kaylee, did you go from oldest to newest, newest to oldest? How did you, because a lot of times they might have been answered. Oh, definitely. So how did you do that? I went, I always start with the oldest and go to the newest. Okay. In fact, I did that, you know, just recently after being back from a holiday break, um, I went from the oldest and went back to the newest. That's how, that's just how I operate, but everybody is, is different. And so there were also some things that I could, you know, filter, you know, we get email updates from some of the different third-party service providers we use and I could easily filter those and say okay well I can catch up on that later and uh things that weren't as urgent or needed my immediate attention so Mm. um I think from an internal perspective from what I understand the closer that you all got to my return the um longer the list became of oh hey we can talk to Kaylee about that when she gets back and so I don't know if you all you all remember that specifically but I know that not the first day I came back was within the first week. There were some things that came to my attention. Hey, you know, we've been talking about this, but we'd really like for you to give your feedback perspective or oversee that. No, it was, it was totally fine with me. Um, but I think for, from your perspective, you all kind of as, as my, as my time was winding down, you all were winding up for me to return, which was, right. which yeah. was good too, because it, I mean, you know, part of me while I was out for four months was like, are they going to realize, Oh, Hey, we survived four months without her. We don't, we don't need her on the team anymore. Oh no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's part of the question too, because a person, I know that, um, 
having a number of people that have gone out on maternity before, some handle it in different ways. And, um, and some of them are like, they're, they're texting me during their maternity leave and saying, you know, are, are you, are you sure you're still going to need me? And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, definitely. Or, um, they're just, you know, I don't know whether they've been at organizations before where somebody has moved off of a team, um, when they're out or, or what? Um, I mean, but you know, it's, it's, I'm, it's gotta be unsettling for some. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, with, with us and the way our team works and the fact that you did do such a good job of clearly, um, defining those different things and taking care of those while you were out really helped in that process of clearly everybody understood, Oh, this is what, this is what she does. And this is why, you know, we need to have her. Yeah. Well, and you all had a few extra hands. It just so happened that my maternity leave overlapped with the time that we have summer interns on the Mm -hmm. team. And so you all had some extra resources available. Now, part of what I did was prepare things that I, I normally, um, oversee our team summer interns anyway. And so contractors and contract workers. So I had actually hired our I take that back. I hired two of the three. Daniel hired the third, but I already hired two of the three summer interns and someone else who shall remain nameless. Kevin was kind of, you know, having a little bit of a panic moment before of like, what am I going to have the interns do all summer? You are the one that normally ever sees it. I'm like, I, look at the list. There's already, there's already a checklist <laughs> yeah. for that. You know, here's some, there was a checklist. Here's some interns. common, here's some <laughs> common <laughs> tasks. So it, I mean, it seasonally my leave lined up well for our team because we already had some extra hands available yeah. and ready to take over some of those tasks. It was funny that first week with the interns onboarding them and they're like, where's Kaylee? And we're like, uh, actually you'll they meet knew. her. You'll meet her the last week of your internship. <laughs> no, they had forgotten. Okay. They okay. had forgotten, but they were like, Oh, I'm doing the whole internship without Kaylee. <laughs> I think they were looking forward to that. I well, think you interviewed and hired them. Yeah, yeah I exactly. interviewed them. So, you know, I was the, I was the face that they knew. And then they came in and saw, you know, a team of mostly men yeah, and were like, what's going on? Yeah. But they now, survived and they, they enjoyed their time of life. Well, no, I did, did follow up they with did. them. So they did. So then, I mean, the fact that you, did the first two questions, right? You did the, you, you created the step-by-step process of all that you did. And then you met with the team members. I mean, that's a ton of prep that I know went into you being able to unplug and not a lot of people reaching out, but, but that first week back or that first month back, is there anything, you know, as you returned, as you're getting back into the swing of things, is there anything in light of all that, that you're like, Oh, I should have done this. Were there any of those thoughts that came to mind? Um, I think there were, you know, maybe a few tasks I probably could have lined up a little bit more succinctly, um, if that makes sense. So, you know, like I said, I didn't go into it with the expectation that everyone would execute things 100% the Kaylee Black way. And I think that was part of returning to is, you know, extending my team grace. Um, you, it's not like there were things that you all could take off of your plates to do my task while Mm -hmm. I was away. And so I think that's, that's important you know, in most situations. And there are times where you can hire someone temporarily to fill someone's spot when you, you know, for example, uh, there's a substitute teacher that comes in when a teacher goes on maternity leave for whatever that duration of time is. But in most environments, churches, uh, nonprofit organizations, wherever, there's not going to be a permanent substitute for one spot. And so you're 
Everyone you're just, asking people to help you yeah. and to do, you know, continue um, your work in the midst of continuing their own work as well. And so I think it's just, you know, extending them grace, but also extending yourself grace. Um, you're in a totally new season of life. I mean, we all know I'm a very routine type of person yep. and the work routine for Kaylee Black post-child is not the same as pre-child. And so it's, it's establishing new, new rhythms and just defining out what those things are. And so just giving yourself grace and giving your team grace, um, as you, as you come back and, and get plugged in. I will also say that having those checklists in place was huge for me as well. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought I was setting, you know, that was to help people in my absence, but it really was a good refresher for me when I was coming back and oh, yeah. I started to That's oversee good. those tasks That's myself true. was, oh yeah, I, I can't forget to do whatever that step is or, oh, that's where that document is. And so, you know, coming back on maybe a little bit less sleep and after being out for an extended period of time, those things were good refreshers for me. That's a good point. Just like they were for the team in my absence. So that was that was huge for me. Then I, and that was one thing I didn't think about um, as I was preparing was, oh, hey, that's going to be a good checklist for me. You no, know, uh, this is going to be a good checklist for my team. But it served me well in the end. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's our last question, right? So you, you already started answering it. What did you learn upon returning? What else did you, you know, came to mind and, and did you learn? When well, you came I, back? going back to, you know, different life's going to be different. Um, mm -hmm. I think I thought that, Oh, Hey, I'm going to get up at the same time as I used to. I'm going to do my pre work morning routine at home. And then I'm going to get to work at the same time. And that did not happen and still doesn't happen most days. Um, and so just, again, um, from a personal level, it's just figuring out, okay, Hey, um, my child's got to get to daycare in the morning and someone's got to occur up in the afternoon. And so, um, really figuring out what those things are on the home front. Um, my husband is great. We really do a lot of tag teaming, um, in our parenting and even in those logistics, um, on a daily basis. But, um, I will say, and you all know that compliments don't come out of my mouth often, but you all <laughs> were great once I returned. And, you know, I've had, I've had a little bit more of a f not flexible schedule, but Hey, my, my daughter's running a fever at daycare. I have to go pick her up immediately. Right. And so you, you know, you all as a team have been great at allowing me flexibility when I need well, to drop everything work-wise and yeah. go take care of her. And that's part of it too. So, you know, helping in, in uh, going back to the, the previous question of how prepping for return, one of those things is recognizing, okay, we, we've um, established the time that you're going to be out. We've established what the boundaries are there. As you come back in, understanding and having clarity around expectations, um, flexibility, is this something that you can still, does your role still, um, does the role you currently have is it flexible? If it's not, how do we make it flexible? If we can't, then how do we adjust your role, you know, accordingly? And, and I think those are really important conversations to have and for everybody to be, um, you know, just upfront and above board and, and making sure you have those clear expectations because it's vitally important. I don't, I mean, number one, I don't think I would ever hire somebody that, um, I hope I would never hire somebody that would, um, you know, kind of check out or um, not be responsible. But I feel like everybody on our team uh, and, and certainly Kaylee, you know, it, it may be that you've got to pick up your kid. But if there's something that needs to be done 
and it still needs to be done today, once you get home and get settled, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And none of us have to even think twice about that. Well, I think that's just kind of the nature of our of our team as a whole and, and in general is that, you know, when there's stuff that needs to get done, we're going to execute and we're going to execute to the best of our abilities. And so I think that was um, for me personally, upon return, I think the initial exposure to germs outside of our home, our daughter was sent home from daycare, I think four times in like the yeah. first six weeks that she was there. And so it was, hey, sorry, I'm going to have to leave right now. And there were many times I was holding her in one arm, she was napping and I was typing with one hand <laughs> doing, you know, whatever I needed to get done for that day. Um, she's a little more active as a toddler now. So I don't think has I has a stronger immune system. Uh, has a stronger right immune system. So we're, we're not dealing with that. But um, that was one of, you know, one of the things that I had to learn how to do, Hey, I've got a sick kid in one arm. How can I still continue to do my work? But one of the other things I think I learned, and I don't know that I anticipated this. Um, of course, as a new mom, I had no idea what I was walking into. And I really tried, my husband and I both tried to approach parenting with, Hey, we don't know what we're doing. We're just gonna have to figure out a lot as we go. But one of the things I did not anticipate when I returned to work is that setting those boundaries would stay in place. Um, mm. And what I mean by that is that I come into work and everybody's different. And some people may think I'm absolutely crazy for this, but I legitimately don't, for the most part, don't think it or stress about my daughter during the day. I'm at work. I'm here to get my work done. And then when I leave and go get her is when I can focus on her. And then I don't think about work. So, you know, the reverse is true as well. Obviously there are seasons and times where it's not that clean and dry, but for the most part, I come to work, I want to be fully invested in my work. Uh, when I go home, I want to be fully invested in my home. And so having those having those boundaries in place leading up to that time has really helped me upon return because I can, I can continue that. Um, I know that, you know, some people would say you can't always be 100% one place, 100% another. Um, but I've really tried to continue that mentality of, hey, if I'm going to be at work, I want to be 100% here and give my all while I'm here. And then when I'm at home, give my all to my husband and daughter. Love that. Good deal. Well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today. I don't think it's just for people going out on maternity. No. It is for all of us because mm -hmm. sooner or later, we're going to be out uh, temporarily. Now, for some of those listening, pastors who are lucky enough to have a sabbatical, awesome. This is a great conversation for you as well, because, you know, you're going to be out for five or six weeks and making sure things are covered, um, are covered well, things like that. But life happens and, you know, there are always times of at least temporary succession. And so doing things like these will really help you prepare for those occasions. Thanks for listening. Please hop on to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. Be sure to join us in California this February for Pipeline West.